you are getting an on-air coaching call on women taking the lead. So here's where we are. You have a need to be in the know, to be in control, and to be perfect. However, <laughs> it's a good thing I'm already married because if I had to put that in my dating profile, like, <laughs> if you were honest, yeah, can you imagine? Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Women Taking the Lead. We have the sixth on-air coaching call. And with me, I have a previous guest of Women Taking the Lead. Jen Hatsung has been on the show before, and we've done some work together. And recently, when we were catching up, I thought, oh my gosh, Jen, you need to come on and do an on-air coaching call. She's one of my favorite people to talk to. And in a moment, you're going to figure out why. So Jen, tell everyone like about you and what you're up to in the world now. Okay, so hi everyone. Um, so I actually looked um, last night and I was episode 52. So <laughs> you want to go hear that? That was like, feels like a decade ago because life has happened so much since then. Um, but yeah, so my name is Jen and um, Jody and I were just talking and I was like, how should I introduce myself? I like feel like I needed to have this big, grand, like laundry list of things that I do. And I was like, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm like a scatterbrained mom who's like really trying to figure out a lot of things. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of different things because that's kind of what I'm feeling pulled to do. And, um, so yeah, so I'm a mom. I have a daughter who just turned two. I'm a wife. Um, I have a dog who you might hear barking behind on this coaching call. Cause we have two constructions going on in our neighborhood. Um, I, um, totally do that nap time hustle, which, um, I used to kind of think was still like cliche and maybe roll my eyes. And like, now it's like a thing, like you put your kid down and then you literally do so much work, like work that used to maybe take me five, six, seven, eight hours. I'm like, do it in three, do it in three. Um, and so when my daughter is sleeping or maybe watching super Y or coloring, I, um, I help small business owners with their social media, um, and just kind of their online business strategy. So I help them with webinars, sometimes email marketing, um, lead pages, all that fun stuff. And, um, I also have a skincare and makeup business that I own and run. And, um, and I used to podcast, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which I still love, but uh, that takes a lot of time. So if y'all, if y'all think Jody just magically makes this all come together, um, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time. And so um, my podcast went on hiatus indefinitely. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I have a new business idea venture project that I'm sure we'll get to talking about as we um, dive in. Which I'm really excited about too. And, you know, going back to your podcast, because while we were working together, that was a lot of what we were talking about. And then in conclusion, it was, I needed to do that. Because you had, when I met you, you were, you had, actually, when I met you, it was before we had even both thought about being podcasters. Because we met in Maine in like, what, 2012, maybe? Yep, February of 2012. (laughs) That's hilarious Um, because you were coming to visit Kate, who I had just become friends with. And I thought, and I think we met at a social media breakfast meet. You were the person who came from the furthest distance (laughs) from from the West Coast to me. And and then I like, I met you. You seemed really cool. I started following your blog. And then lo and behold, like we both became podcasters and totally connected over that. Saw each other at podcast movement. And then you had hit a snag where your podcast, She Percolates, you were like, it's not going, it was incredibly successful, but not going in the direction you wanted it to go. It wasn't feeling right anymore. And you had become a mom and you wanted to podcast about the mom experience and the things that nobody told you before you became a mom, which was awesome. And I'm not a mom and I listened to your podcast and I was like, oh, wow, those are some things people don't (laughs) talk about. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of things. I feel like I text my friend, 
my mom runs a lot and I'm like, how come nobody talks about these things? And they're like, I know I don't, it's like hidden. So, <laughs> yeah. And so then while we were working together, you launched the mom life podcast and mm-hmm. that, you know, I loved your first episode. You talked about, I don't know if I'm doing this for you or if I'm doing this for me. And I think in conclusion, you realize, well, it was for both, but a lot of it was you just needed to say what you needed to say, and then you were good, and you realized also there were other things in your life pulling at you that were incredibly important, and you couldn't yeah. do those things and the podcast. So the podcast had to be put to bed, at least for a little while, yeah. while you ventured out and did these other things. And just in our catch-up phone calls um, or our video calls, like life has been taking off for you. Like different things have really come about, and we're going to... So it's, this seems like a, a pretty good lead in. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so Jody and I started coaching January of 17 and, um, I was, I knew that I needed a coach and I knew that I wanted to have a coach, um, that I had known for a long time or I, you know, whether it was in person or just followed and like had a connection with. And I just felt that that was so important because I knew that that would allow me to be myself and to not worry if I, you know, I could say whatever I needed to say versus like saying what I think I should say, you know? And so I wanted to be able to really be vulnerable and say things that I didn't have to worry that my coach was going to judge me. And, and a lot of that was probably in my head, but I really just needed to know that I was in a really comfortable, safe space where I could really just lay it all out there and we could work through and process everything. And, um, I realized, and I think we talked about this while we were coaching, but I realized it's just like so much more afterwards, like as the rest of 2017 progressed was that like, I really struggled, um, with money with a money mind, with my money mindset issue. And it just, I feel like that was just such a root for so many things. Um, things that like, I wouldn't even think, uh, would be connected to that. It was like, if I really just kept drilling down and diving deeper, I was like, Oh, that's like the roadblock is like, I don't think I'm worthy of doing this. Like, I don't think I'm worthy of being paid to do this. Like, I'm not the best at this. So why would somebody want to pay me? And, or like, um, we talked about this a lot. I really struggle with, it has to be really hard, grueling work for you to make that money. And if you're not, if it's not grueling and hard work, then like you don't deserve that money. And, and so it just, um, so I just realized that that was a lot of it is um, just the money aspect of things. And, and I don't think we realize how much that that is like intertwined in everything. And just like our day to day, just the way that we go to the grocery store and like look at food and say, Oh, I can't afford that. You know, like, Oh, I can't afford to buy whatever fruit or vegetable because it's not on sale. And I know that sounds silly, but like if you're living, if you're not living in a place of abundance, which I don't, I definitely wasn't. And I'm, I'm striving more to now. I feel like it was those things that would really just kind of set me down the path of, of just kind of negative thoughts and just like putting that out into the universe. Cause it was like, Oh, I can't afford that. Or I can't afford, um, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah. And what I remember specifically that was very poignant for me. And I know this, this crosses religions, but like, especially for those of you listening, I know for myself, when you come from a Christian background where the philosophy is like, give up everything, give it away, you know, don't don't hold on to possessions that when you do have a little bit of money and like, I'll, I'll use the example you gave. And you want to buy new sneakers because the sneakers you're using are breaking down and probably hurting your feet. But you're like, no, there are people in the world who don't even get to buy sneakers. So I should wait until really really, these sneakers are destroying my feet. And then it's okay. Right. And it's okay to buy sneakers. Like it even goes down to the very basic things where even if you're working really, really hard, even if you're finally allowing yourself to earn the money, you know, that you're worth, you feel guilty spending it, you know, because there are people somewhere in the world, there's a person who has less money than you do. And so you can't be happy. Yeah. And so that was really, um, that part is, is I think a lot of it for me is that guilt of even after I've made that money, like, like when I decide to spend it on something or we decide to spend it on something, it's like, I feel guilty 
And that, um, and I think that that just kind of takes you down a whole different road and you start to just look at everything differently. And I really think you don't live in that place of abundance. And then, um, I know you and I spoke about this and I've, I've talked about it with other people as well recently is I feel like in that Christian background, um, I think there's this false idea that money is bad, right? Did I say that? Like there, there's this, like, there's the idea that people that like, if you have money, it's bad or like, you know, that, uh, the Bible verse gets misquoted all the time. Like the root of all evil is money. And that's like the second half of the verse. And it's, and so I just, I think, I think sometimes that that gets used. And I feel like I probably, when I was younger, thought this a lot was like, oh, having money is bad. Having a lot of money like is bad. And like the Bible doesn't say that. And it was just really freeing for me um, to realize that and to just like learn more and be taught more about how what it really is. And this is my understanding and take on it is that when you are given that, like that you want to make sure you steward it well, that you want to make sure you are like giving back and like making your community and your, you know, um, your neighborhood area, whatever it is, a better place. So it doesn't, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to give it all away and be poor. It means that like that you're, that money that you are earning, that you're, you're doing well with it, that you're investing it well, that you're making it grow to do things. And so I think that that has really just, um, that's really just been such a shift for me. And so, um, it just, it's so weird that all of it comes down to money. Um, just all of it. Like literally you could ask me any single thing to talk about. And I'd be like, Oh, let me tell you how money played a role in that. And like how I had to shift my thinking. And so I just, um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's just so strange to me that I didn't realize this like early on. Yeah. I love this because I know when we were working together, you had some epiphanies around money and you've continued like, like the work continues and yeah. recent conversation. This is part of why I wanted to do this on air coaching call because you had come so far from when we had finished coaching, but then now there is the next level of work to do. So tell us a little bit about, um, your process, some of the epiphanies you've had and what you realized that you needed to put in place to make sure that you remembered and anchored all of this information? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, so I actually was looking at, um, I was looking through the notes that I took from our coaching last, I want to say spring, but it was like winter, spring of 17. That's that like January, February of the new year is always so weird and what to call it. But, um, because I'm a weirdo and I always take tons of notes on everything. Um, that's my like Enneagram one personality coming out. Finding the magical part where my purpose and passion meet payment. And I don't remember if that was something you told me or something we came up together or wrote down, but I was just I was thumbing through this earlier and like that, it was like an open to that page. And I read that and I thought that that was it. And that's kind of where I am. Um, so that part where purpose and passion meet payment. And so where um, I realized doing the podcast, what like the Mom Life podcast was almost this like live 8, 12, 16 week. I forget how long it was. It was so like, um, um, like online therapy journal for me to just like talk to all these moms who were further along than I was. And the idea was to talk about um, – just like finding direction and balance. And I just, I feel like I worked through so many things um, while I was talking with these women and I was learning so much. And what I realized was this wasn't like, I was excited to talk to the women, but I wasn't excited to do all the work for the podcast and like to promote it all the time and do all that stuff. And I was kind of like, I don't know that I want to be talking about mom stuff all the time, which is what I thought I kind of wanted to do. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. But all of this really showed me that I just needed to really take a break and get silent and get quiet. And, um, it's so funny because I remember distinctly when we were coaching, um, I remember we started one of our calls and I was like really fired up <laughs> and I was really fired up because I was mad at myself that I was not, that I was like struggling with the way I was thinking about money 
And I was also just frustrated that I wasn't bringing in money for our family because I wanted us to be able to buy those fun extra things, right? And I remember what the thing was. It was an espresso. Like, I was so angry that I could not, I was like, if I want to go out and buy a $200 coffee maker, like, I want to, I should be able to do that. And so it was like, I really had to get to this place where I really truly believe that I was worthy of making money and that like I could do things that maybe were outside of my comfort zone to make money. And so that led to one of the things that I'm still doing now, which is um, I became one of those people that signed up for a direct marketing company or a direct sales company. And um, I've literally spent my whole life saying that I am bad at sales. I'm like, I'm not good at it. I can't do it. I, blah, blah, blah. And this is literally like, it's called direct sales. So like you have to sell. And I was like, I, everything that Jody and I had been talking about and everything that I've been praying about and just really thinking about. And I was asking God to show me this way to like where I could earn money. And I just felt like this opportunity was just presented right, like literally in the midst of me, like working through all of this. And so I talked it over with my husband because I think that's what smart people do is they talk it over with the people around them and I decided to do it and it just, it opened up this whole new world for me to really truly believe in myself and what I could do and what others have been telling me, you know, like I remember you, like so often you would tell me on coaching calls, like Jen, you forget that you, the people that follow you, like you they trust you. They like, you can influence them in a good way, but like they trust what you're saying and you are an influencer to them. And, um, and I just had to remind myself that of that and just really kind of stop doubting myself and just go out and try it and say like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And nothing really like that's the thing is like, there's like whatever worst case scenario you've like created is in your head is like worse than anything that really truly could happen in real life. And so I just, um, I did that. I stopped the podcast and I really just let myself kind of be a mom, which I had really wanted to do that first year. And I didn't, I didn't do that as much as I should have, like looking back on it on my own personal preference. Um, and then I realized in the summer of last year that I needed something that was for me and I needed like I needed to be making money because I just I didn't feel valuable without doing that without like without having something that was like you know what somebody values my work enough to pay me and I needed that and I think that that's very fair and valid and I don't think that that's saying like oh you you need money to like feel valued what I'm saying is is I needed to know that I had a skill that somebody said I think you're good at this, so I'm going to give you money to do it for me. And there's so much power in that to say, you know what? I am good at this, and I'm so good that somebody wants to pay me because they think I can do it better than them, or they think that I can help their business grow. And that's really, um, that was really huge for me. And I also realized, too, that if I stayed outside of, the, of a working world for four or five years, I was going to be lost, you know, like just in that little bit of time I took off, like simple things like lead pages changed the way, like everything just kind of changed the way they look and like different things. And it was like, I needed, I needed to know that I knew how to do things other than like take the baby's temperature, change a diaper. And it just, um, there was just such, I don't know, there was like such freedom in knowing that somebody wanted to pay me for the work that I was going to do for them. And, and somebody wanted to pay me well, and somebody was was thankful for the work that I was doing. And I think that, um, I think as a mom, we've, like, as a mom, you can forget that. You can forget because the day-to-day -day things that, that we just, we don't hear thank you a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's just, it is what it is. Cause like, your kids, your, your one-year-old isn't going to say thank you, you know, necessarily when they, when you do something for them or just stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um. I knew that I really needed to, I knew that I really needed to dive deeper with like the whole, the money stuff. Like I, like we, Jody and I, we talked about a lot of things and I was, 
again, I was just like so blown away by like, wow, I have a lot of um, baggage to, to go through, you know, and, and look at. And so I knew that I needed to create this routine and ritual of me like looking at affirmations. And I remember, so I, I also was looking at my notes and that was a big part of the coaching was going through um, affirmations. And I wrote some down and I thought that they were, um, I, these I wrote last March, I think. And I wanted to hang them in my bathroom and in front of the sink because Lord knows I wash a lot of dishes. Um, I actually don't wash a ton of dishes. That's not true because my husband washes dishes at night because he does not cook. So there. So honest. <laughs> there we go. But I still find myself in front of the sink a lot. But I wanted, I wanted, um, I wanted to look at these affirmations, you know, and so I could read them when I was doing those daily things and be reminded because I, I know that that's what I need to do. And so things like I'm valuable, I'm not defined by a job, I'm worthy of money, I'm on my right path. And I have like my in like giant letters because it's my right path, like not your right path or the right path, but my right path. Um, I'm a good mother, I'm a good wife. Um, God has a plan for me. I am successful. And the money flows to me easily and effortless, effortlessly. And like that last one is just, if I could get that tattooed like on my arm or my forehead or like somewhere that I look um, all the time. Um, and so I wanted to make, or I wanted to find cards that I could hang up in those places um, so I could read them and be reminded of that. And I just, I wanted them to be pretty. And so I, yes, I could have like taken out an index card like my husband does and wrote them down, but I wanted, um, I like pretty things. I like things to look nice. So I wanted those. And so I did some searching. I didn't really find anything. And I thought, Oh, I should, I should make those. And then I immediately thought, no, Jen, no. Like you, you have too many things going on. You always want to do these like big business project ideas and then you never carry through. This is all an internal conversation going on in my head. I'm like, no, no, no. And this is probably late summer, early fall and so, of last year. And so I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then um, it just kind of was in the back of my head. I was like doing work with some clients and it was really – and then my um, skincare and makeup business, I was like, you know what? I'm, I know that when I think negatively about money, that I find myself in a really bad place. I know when I think positively about money and just like all of those things that those affirmations say, like, you know, I'm worthy of making money. Money, come to me. There's an abundance of money. There's enough money for everyone to have a ton of money. Like when I would think those thoughts, as corny as they sound, I would have, a, when I, when I would, when I would really focus my energy on those kind of thoughts and like just do the work each month, like I would have months where I made a lot more money than I thought I could have. Right. And so it was just like, I need to have these cards. I need to have these cards. And, um, in December, when my husband and I were driving across the country for Christmas, I told him about the idea. I'd never told anyone about it. I was like, what do you think of this? And he said he thought it was a great idea. And then I went to one of my, um, I call her my biz bestie, and she was my co-host and co-founder of She Percolates. I told her about it. She was like, duh, that's great. And then I told our mutual friends, Kate and Kara, who are my best friends from since I was a kid and they were like, yes. And then I was, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I told Jody, and she was like, yes. And then I, it's like, every time I told somebody, they were like, yes. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And that's kind of where we are. That is like such a long, like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Well, Jen, what I love about you is you're a verbal processor. I knew you needed to get it out before we could get here, right? It's, right. it's all out and clear. Oh and I do have to say, I love this because um, going back to um, kind of the comments, the feedback I would, I would give you about your community and how much they loved you. And you and I talked about this is, and because I've taken it, I've taken it on as my theme word of 2018, you, for me, are, are one of my biggest role models for vulnerability, right? Mm. You say it. Like, you yeah. don't try to hide your flaws. You know, you don't try to hide the mess or anything like that. You're just yeah. like, 
okay. And you share responsibly. I've noticed that on Facebook and on Instagram. You share some personal things, but it's always from the perspective of, I hope this is helping somebody else. Like, yeah, what happened to me. I hope this, you know, frees you up a little bit. But because you're so willing to put it out there, you know, it makes such a difference for people. So I know you're probably feeling like it took a long time to get here, but I have a feeling people were listening going, yep, that happens to me. Yep. That's where I hold myself back. Yes, I do want this. Yeah. So thank you for that. I am very excited about my newest sponsor, Text Expander, because I have been using this online tool for years as a productivity hack and a time saver. How it works is you create snippets of text or responses you frequently use and then assign an abbreviation to that snippet. The next time you type that abbreviation, the snippet you created appears almost like magic. I use Text Expander for my name, email, my physical address, website, and for canned phrases and even whole paragraphs that I will commonly use. It's a lovely invention, and I cannot imagine my life without it now. And if you work with a team, you can share your snippets with your team and keep them up to date together. So for 20% off your first year, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast and be sure to select Women Taking the Lead in the dropdown as the podcast you heard about Text Expander. So again, for 20% off your first year, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast. So where are you with these cards and where's the stumbling block? Okay. Um, so I, um, my word for 2018 is push. And, um, there's just so many different ways that I can use that. But really the biggest is like, I need to push myself outside of my comfort zone. That's like the first part of it. Um, and then the second part of it is I need to push through the hard stuff. And so, um, have you read Brene Brown's Rising Strong? Oh, yes, I have. So um, so I actually have not finished it. I've had it for a while. I like bought it as soon as it came out like two years ago, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a meaty read, but there's a part in the book where she talks about day two. Mm-hmm. The day two of like when you're in a bit, like whatever you're doing, and it's not actually day two of your business. It's this training that she was doing for, I think, like, Pixar or something. And day two of the training is like the mess is like the, just like the stuff that is dirty and hard. And like, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet, but you are so far in. Like if you turn around, you can't see the beginning of the tunnel. So you're like stuck. Mm -hmm. And I have a tendency to, when I get to the day two of something and I can like, I'm so far removed from it. Like I can look at she percolates and say, maybe I did this, but it was, that's a whole other therapy coaching session. (laughs) But like, I have a tendency to when I get to that day two of something to just say, you know what? I'm done. Sit there. Like, yeah. And just say, you know what? I tried really hard. I'm now like at a place where I'm feeling embarrassed because I've been talking about something for so long or been trying so hard and I don't see the progress or the success. Mm -hmm. Y'all can't see me, but I'm like doing air quotes for success. Um, And so I just am like, let's just quietly wrap this up and put it away. Whereas, um, and I got the idea for the word push because I ran a half marathon in November of last year and I had to push through a lot of pain to finish it. Like the pain started a lot sooner than it normally did when I was running. And I just remember thinking I pushed through, like I was crying. I literally had to put on worship. I had to turn off my podcast, put on worship music. And I was literally like singing and crying for eight miles of the, of the marathon or the half marathon. And I thought if I can, if my body can do that, I can do that with these, with, with like these ideas and these projects. And so that was all of this roundabout way to say, like, I'm trying very hard to not let stuff like that be the roadblock and to where I stop. And so I'm trying to like, look, do this business. Cause it's truly like, it's a business. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just take it one day or one step and one project at a time and, um, and not let that perfectionist Enneagram one stop me from that. But my current roadblock would be, I need to go talk with our local printer. I need to get, um, 
I need to see if this is something that they can do. I need to get pricing on it. I need to make sure that this is truly something that I can make happen. And then I need to actually get prototypes printed because I need to use them because I need to be able to talk about what shifted, what happened when I had these affirmations to look at every day. And then, um, and then once I do that, then I can kind of design them. And um, yeah, so that is really, honestly, I've been saying, I don't know, for the last three or four weeks, like that's the goal for the week is go to the printer. And it's partially my, like partially I've just kind of avoided it, but then it's also hard because I have a toddler and I don't really want to go into a like business meeting with the toddler and my husband works long days and when she's at preschool, that's when I'm actually doing billable hours, right? So I'm like doing that work that actually pays me the money that's going to allow me to invest in this business and allow me to do other things. So it's like mm-hmm. the little bit of a catch 22 and then also I'm just a little bit nervous because I don't really know what I'm talking about. Like I have an idea, you know, just like printer lingo. Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. just, like, I don't like unknowns. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that is... <laughs> I think that's not a little issue. I think it's a bigger issue. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying, right? Because like, say there was one day you needed to go to the printer instead of doing the billable hours while Ellie's at daycare. When would you get the billable hours done that day? Um, During her nap time, um, I'd have her watch some TV to get like the, like anything that like needed to be done that day. So, right. So thank you. You just provided the easy solution for when can I do this? Right. So, so that seemed like your big stumbling block, but look how quickly (laughs) you came up with. Well, that's just to get there. Like I, then it's like having the conversation with them and making sure I'm like describing it right. But I do, I think I have the right things. Yes. Um, The, the unknowns is the big issue and the, and yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there just because we have done work together. So everyone listening, no, I would not normally jump here with somebody new. But knowing what I know about Jen, yeah. I can comfortably say your perfectionism yeah. is yeah. definitely the big trigger here because this conversation with the printer doesn't have to be the first and last conversation with the printer, right? It's not like the Olympics where you get one shot and you can't right. do- can't do, yeah. there's no do over, right? The initial conversation could be, you tell me what I don't know. I'll gather right. that information and I'll get back to you. Right. And, and, and it's true. And it's like, I, uh, and I think we spoke about this and I've, I've talked about it with some other people that I've um, kind of had some conversations with. I want to I want to use a local printer because I think in the long run that will be better because if I need to tweak something or, you know, I don't have to wait for it to come in the mail. I don't have to talk to somebody over the phone because a lot of that, when it's like design or just like looking at some of the details to be able to go in and talk with somebody. So, so I also know that if for some reason the local printer can't do it, like it's just, it's not going to work. And mostly I think it would be, my best guess would be that it would be a pricing issue for me. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's like billions of printers around the world that like obviously could do it. So it's just that it's that fear of, of, okay, well, if this doesn't work, if I can't do it locally, then I won't have as much control all the time. <laughs> and I like to be in control. <laughs> See, I'm just coaching myself here. <laughs> not that you're not doing it, but like, I'm just talking out loud. Here it is. I like to be in control. I love it. Okay. So we've got control, perfectionism, and here's why you have this big fear of the unknown right? If you don't know what's expected of you, you can't over-prepare, right? There's no way. And normally, (laughs) and then if you can't be in control of something, you know, then it's all the unknowns. Like, well, who is going to be taking care of it? Who's touching this? Is it going to be as good as I did? Okay. All right. And all good stuff. So here's where we are. You have a need to be in the know, to be in control and to be perfect. However, <laughs> it's a good thing I'm already married because if I had to put that in my dating profile, like <laughs> if you were honest, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> 
looking for a guy who's looking for someone who's controlling, perfectionistic, and needs to know everything. Yeah. Who's available. <laughs> I mean, my phone's going to be blowing up if I was. <laughs> oh, Jed. Okay. So here's the thing, though. You mm-hmm. have your word for the year, which is push. So this is yeah. perfect. Okay. So yeah. here you are in the muck and the mire of, I want to be in control. I want everything to be perfect. I want to know what's going on, but I can't. Yeah. Right? This is the perfect project for, I can't do all of those things, but you need to be out of your comfort zone, right? You need to push out of your comfort zone and push through the hard stuff, right? So this push, this, this theme, this word for 2018 is all about building resilience, right? Yeah. So let's go back on like a, a, a strategy that's made you successful in the past. So we've been talking about this um, up until now. So let's go back to this. You've had some huge shifts in your mindset yeah. around money. Mm-hmm. What was it that would you say were, you know, the top one to three, could be one, could be up to three strategies or things that you did that helped you create that mind shift? Um. I think probably the biggest one was when I would get anxiety over feeling like I didn't have enough money, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and that's all relative for people and um, just in all honesty and vulnerability, like, like for me, that was feeling like we were getting to do all of the things that we wanted to do or feeling like you know, we're saving as much as we want to, or like mm-hmm. the type of investments and things that we want to do. Like I would get anxiety because I wasn't producing money. And so instead of letting that anxiety consume me, I had to really, and I still struggle with this every day. And some days it's really good. And some days it's not, but really like really channeling that energy and like not letting it become anxiety, but instead saying, how can I make more money? Right. And so that's going to look different for everyone. And for me, it's um, if I, if I am working with clients, like if there are things that I know I need to be work, like something needs to be worked on or like they have this project and, and I know that I could do it saying I can do this um, or, or just um, being honest with my client and saying, I've been working this many hours per month. And by the end of the month, I'm usually feeling frazzled and there's not enough time to get everything done. And so it just, then I play catch up the next month. And so just saying, Hey, I think I need to work more hours. Like just being honest, like all the things that you want me to do, I want to keep doing, but I think it's, as it's growing, like the time needs to grow, you know, like, and that was, that was a a scary conversation for me to have, you know, because in the corporate world, you're, um, which go back and listen to episode 52. And I talk all about being in the corporate world, but you're used to being told, no, like you're not getting more money. You're not getting more anything. And so, um, yeah, like having those kind of conversations and having those thoughts of, you know what, I am doing a good job. I should see if they want to do this. Um, yep. Example, like recently, Jody posted something about a client needing, um, looking for writers, like paid writers, and I submitted. And the gal said yes. Like that, that, that was like, a, I can look at that and see – that was a way for me to um, to open the door for more money to flow in, really, mm-hmm. right? You know, yep. I w- because the money, you know, I love that old, like that joke where the guy prays to God for to win the lottery. And then finally one day, like God speaks down to him and is like, you got to buy a lottery ticket, man. Like you got to meet me halfway, right? Like you, I, you can't win the lottery if you're not, if you don't have a lottery ticket. And so just that, like that kind of mindset of like, well, you can't make more money if you're not doing anything in the first place. Right. Awesome. And that's, and that's all, that doesn't mean I've really also walk a really fine line of making sure that I'm not overcommitting myself or not, you know, like you, sh- I'm not just doing a bunch of things in hopes of the money coming in. Like now I'm at a place where like, what am I already doing that can generate more money? Right. So that, so that okay. right there, but taking that anxiety and shifting that energy. Yep. I love that. Okay. So that's one strategy. Were there any others? Um, honestly, like just reminding myself every day that I'm worthy of making money. Um, 
So the reminders that, that like the affirmations, like the cards. Yeah. 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 Like I am worthy of, of making money. Like, and I'm worthy of like, just, I mean, you can make it just, you can even shorten it to I'm worthy. Like I'm worthy of, of so many things and just having that reminder um, and, and shifting my thoughts into instead of being negative or thinking I'm not good enough, saying I am good enough, I am enough. Okay. So how can you take these two strategies and apply them to what's going on with your new business? Um, well, I think when I have that anxiety of not knowing something about the next step that I just need to do it, right? Like I just need to take that next step. Like I don't need to take a leap. I just need to do that next thing, which would be call the printer and see when I can come in, you know? Um, and um, I mean, I've obviously done things like look on their website. I'm not like, they don't have all the info out for like pricing or anything like that. But, um, but just doing that next step and like, not letting that anxiety um, and fear of like, maybe this isn't going to do well. Like I, um, so many times I've been like, you know, you're doing something that's kind of mindless. And so like your thoughts start to wander and I'll be like, is this really a good idea? Will people really buy these? And I immediately, it's like my own self shuts off my own self. Like my own like inside voice, like argues it with itself and is like, that's not for you to decide. Like there are plenty of people in this world and um, I've, I have a really hard time wrapping my head around how many people are on earth, you know? And so you only need a small fraction of those people to buy your product for, or to do whatever it is that you need um, to be successful or, you know, to make the money. And so I have to remind myself that it is a good idea. And I shouldn't question it and I shouldn't doubt it. And so just a lot of that, which I think ties into that whole, just reminding myself that I'm enough. I think reminding myself that like, don't, don't second guess yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like don't, don't, um, don't listen to those negative thoughts. Yeah. I love that. So the first strategy of channeling the energy towards moving forward is like when you're starting to feel that anxiety, use that momentum to make yeah. the appointment, do the next step, go there. And I love, you know, what came to mind there too was I remember when, um, you know, certain people I was going to school with, they had to take like the LSATs or GREs and all of that. The first thing they would do was just take the test, not with the intention of getting a good score, but just to have the experience of it. And so yeah, that makes sense. what to come back and study for, right? Yeah. They, like, they had more information. And I see this appointment with the printer as being the same way for you. Like you have a little bit of information. You can go in there, have the conversation. And what's going to get revealed is everything you didn't know you didn't know. You'll take right. a ton of notes because that's what you do. And then you'll come back and you'll, you'll start taking action. You'll start gathering right. information and research and, and all of that. Okay. Now in terms of, okay, now we got the areas of perfectionism, needing to be in control, needing to be in the know, what would be the reminders or the affirmations you would tell yourself when you find yourself stuck in that day two mire? Um, I, I, it's so simple, but I just, I feel like I have to remind myself that I'm, I'm worthy of making money and that, I mean, I think I've said that a million times, but, um, when you stop working a full-time job and you, you know, you stop having that income coming in, you forget that you, again, that you forget that you have these skills that people think are valuable and want to pay you for. And so it's just, um, just a reminder that I'm smart and I know things and, and like I'm worthy of making money. And then I think also too, um, I think sometimes that for me, like when I'm stuck in that muck and, and a lot of it also has to do with my fear of, is this going to produce enough money to be worth it? Right. Is this going to generate money? And so I know I've shared this with you, but I want to make affirmation cards and I want to make money from them so I can take that money and turn around and invest it in myself to like do more coaching with Jody, to do a mastermind, to do all of these things, right? So um, 
I think one, my reasoning is that is valid to myself. And so like I have a purpose, like, and I really, um, I'm really somebody that like has a, has a strong need for like to have purpose and to like, for the, to bring value to the world. Like that's the other hat, like for Enneagram one, you're a perfectionist slash reformer. Like you want to like make change and like, and so that's what I want to do. So I feel like anything I do, I feel like that has to be there. And I feel like this can do that, but I have to remind myself that money flows to me easily and effortless effortlessly. And that is just, and I probably don't say it that way to myself, but I just remind myself that like, People will buy these. The money will come in, and the and people will buy them. And you and your people will connect with the reason why you wanted to create them because that that's what they say with products, right? You when you can't find what you need, you make them. And I've never experienced that before. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit when we started the She Percolates podcast, there was a conversation we felt like wasn't being had, and we created that conversation. Um, and I think it happens a lot more on a lot of podcasts now. So I, um, I think that that's cool, but I creating something that I feel like I need. And so if I need it, I, I know that others need it too. So, yeah, you know, and there's an extension here too, cause it's not just that you're worthy of money and, and worth taking a chance on, but that also you're a creator and a visionary and your ideas are worth giving a shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Guys got to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so true. My ideas are, and and that, um, I am my own worst critic, right? Like, I don't need anyone else, like, I don't need anyone else to tell me anything because I break myself down enough. And so that's like such a good reminder. Right. Right. And that's the thing, you know, and this is at the core of the coaching I do is because we forget who we are and what we're yeah. capable of, right? Our, our ego mind, our inner critic is like its sole job is to keep us safe. And it does that by sending negative messages to us, yeah. to us playing small. So, and that's why I love the ideas of the cards you have because they're reminders that you're worth more, right? You have the ego mind constantly yapping in your ear yeah. about how you're not good enough, you're not worth it, you'll never, who do you think you are? You'll never be capable of this. So we need to actively put our energy and have reminders around us of that's not true about me. That's actually right. not the truth. Like I'm a creator. I'm a visionary, right? I'm, I'm one. I'm one with everybody else, right? And when we can remember that, it's so easy, right, to then yeah. go forth and take the actions we need to take and do what we need to do and have the conversations we need to have because we're coming from the place of remembering who we are, right? So it sounds like you also need some reminders around you. You know, just reminding you like your word, your ideas are, yeah. you know, reminders of like just who you are at your core and who you are in yeah. the world for real. So yeah. when the inner critic starts going crazy and like you said, like, and a lot of people are going to resonate with that. If you're, you know, if you describe yourself as type A or go-getter and ambitious, chances are you are your own worst critic. You don't, there's nothing anybody can say to you that's worse than what you already have said to yourself. In fact, it only validates sometimes yeah. what you would say about yourself. So that can sting a little bit because you're like, oh, I already knew this, but like, it's not yeah. true. Like these things are not true. They're just there to keep us safe. But that's not where happiness is. That's not where life is, right? That's not your edge, you know? So you got to push past the inner critic, past that edge so that you- so that you can like have your ideas living out there in the world. And I honestly, Jen, can't wait to like have that box of cards come in the mail and I can open it. And I've already told you this. I can see myself gifting it to my clients to help them remember that they're worthy of making more money. They have tremendous value regardless of what they thought about themselves in the past. Well, and so it's funny you should say like that you mentioned that I also need those reminders of just myself. And so that first set, my vision is for it to be like money, like an emphasis on the, on the money affirmations, but also have in there just some like, I'm valuable, like I'm worthy of success. Just because I think that those two are linked hand in hand, because if you don't think you are just a 
valuable person on this earth, like you're not like money is you and money are going to struggle, you know? And I also think too, um, for some people, this is going to really be like, they're really going to look at this and be like, okay, this works in the universe. And like, I have to put this out there in the universe. And then for me, it's like this real mix of like God and the universe. And so it's just, um, it's just a reminder that again, you you're valuable and you're worthy of things. And so, um, I'm, I like, without a doubt, I think I know that if I were to get all these cards made and realize like this wouldn't work, like I know that it would be okay because I would get the cards for me and I just know that there's going to be value in me looking at those cards every day and going through them. Um, because, and you and I talked about this um, when we were catching up, is somebody has to know that they struggle with this to, to want to buy the cards, right? So it's like you have to know that you're at this place. And so you're, you've at least accepted that. And so I truly believe that if you spend each morning or evening or whenever you kind of make it part of like your daily ritual routine to look at these cards, like you're either going to say, you're going to get to that card that says, I'm worthy of making money. You're either one day going to say, you know what? I am worthy of making money. Or you're going to say, I don't believe that. Why don't I believe that? And then you've like got, and then you, then you're at that next place, right? Then you're at that place of like, whoa, why don't I believe that? Which is where I was. I was like, whoa, why don't I believe that? You know, why? Do, and so, um, so I just know that these, if somebody is willing to admit that they struggle with money, not like just actual money, but like the thoughts of money and money mindset that, um, that looking at these things is really just going to kind of spark just that, that like next level in their, in, in their own internal conversation, because that's really, if that internal conversation isn't changing, it doesn't matter what you're doing on the outside. It doesn't matter how hard you're working, how much money you're bringing in. If that internal conversation never changes, like you're still going to feel like a failure or the money is just going to like, you're going to lose it. You know, and that, you know, and, and, and plenty of people talk about that, whether you um, read Gabby Bernstein's book or Jen, I don't know how to say her name, Sincero. Oh, oh Sincero. Yep. Jen Sincero. Sincero. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Which I've read both of those books last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Underscoring that. That's really powerful. It's powerful to have the reminders of the things you do believe to keep it front and center. And, and as somebody who's had two powerful experiences around recognizing a belief I had, right? One yeah. was in November. The other one just happened a couple of weeks ago where I, like, it was one of those like, whoa, I don't believe this. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. I do think this way, you know, it's not like everything changed in the snap, but recognizing what was there and seeing how it was at play in my life yes. began the unraveling. Yeah. Right? So and that's then, powerful in and of itself. Yeah. And that's really, I just know for myself too, it's like when I see those things, it just, it, it changes the way everything else looks. So you start looking at things differently and you maybe start questioning things and you start, um, for, for the money stuff, it's like you just start looking at things differently. And, and, and it's just, it's like shifting the way you say things too, or like not saying, and this is going to sound super basic, but it's not saying, oh, we can't afford that. It's saying like, well, we we're um, there's like a phrase that I use, like, cause I hate saying, oh, well, we can't afford that. I think that because you can, it's just, it's not a priority right now. That's right. what it is. Like, it's like, that's not a priority right now. Um, and I think too, somebody who has a young child that I can start to see that she just picks up on everything and, um, and having a lot of conversations with my husband about our childhood and the way, um, money was talked about a lot more in my home, I think, than in his. And so, so with this, this word abundant, I feel like probably if I was re choosing a word for 2018, I might have to like go between abundant or push, but this, this word abundant and abundance, I feel like is, um, it's just what I'm striving to do. And so it felt, um, it felt is serendipitous, the right word. No, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. To, to like, to use that in the, in the name of the, the cards, like abundant affirmations. And because mm -hmm. I think it's more than just money, right? It's, it's like truly living 
abundantly. And I like, I think the word abundance tends to gravitate towards money, but I think you can feel like you have an abundant life and not have a lot of money, right? You can feel like you have an abundant life and, um, not have new anything, but just like feel really happy and really loved and really, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Full. Like what, yeah, I, what I hear is yeah. like a full life. Yes. A full life. That's exactly it. And so I feel like that's really what I want to do is I want to have a full life. And I know for me, a lot of that, there are a lot of things that tie to money to be able to, to, to live that fullness. But I can also have a full life right now, right where I'm at and just shifting the way that I think about everything. And it's just all going to be a trickle down effect. Awesome, Jen. This is so cool. So before um, we, you know, say goodbye to everybody and tell them where they can connect it with you, I'm just going to reiterate some of the big themes that we talked about this in this episode is, you know, having a word for the year and also having an explanation of what that word means for yeah. you. So for your word push, it means pushing, not like push yourself you know, because sometimes when we hear the word push, especially as type A people, we're like, well, push yourself to the point where you're then unhealthy, right? You're working right. too much. It's not right. that kind of push. Right. It's more like like a growth push. Push yes. yourself out of your comfort zone. Push yourself through the hard stuff. The things you're that you bump up against are the unknown and not liking the unknown, not liking the, like not being in control and the need for perfectionism. But the two strategies that you have that have worked for you in the past is channeling your energy towards action, right. um, the anxiety energy towards motivation and action, and also having those reminders for yourself, the, the affirmations, um, the cards that tell you that you're worthy of everything that you want for yourself. Right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So where can people find out more about you and then maybe put themselves on a list so when these cards do become available, they can check them out and buy them. Yeah. So um so I am as Jody said earlier in our in our chat, um I am pretty vulnerable online through Instagram. Over on Instagram is where I spend most of my time. I do have a website, um, but writing blog post. It's just really hard when you have a toddler and other things going on. But so Instagram, my handle is at Jen Hatsung. Um, and spell that for them because it's yep. not, it's a unusual spelling. Yeah. So it's J-E-N-H-A-T-Z as in zebra, U-N-G. So it's just my name. Um, and then that's also my website is jenhatsung.com. And so I will have um, a place where you can go sign up if you just want to learn more about uh, when the uh, cards are available or just how that all goes. Get on a mailing list. So if you go to jenhatson.com slash um, abundant affirmations, so it's with an S at the end, so abundant affirmations, um, there will be a spot where you can plug in your email address. And my hope is to do a challenge. Do like a 21 day challenge where you get, um, cause they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. And so just kind of get this idea and, and having some, um, obviously not the affirmations that I've decided to use for the first set of cards, but some other ones to just really kind of get you to think every morning, um, when they come in your inbox and just kind of think, and they're, they're always just every affirmation that I've ever read is, is so basic that it's almost silly, but you're just like. I think we take things for granted and it's like, oh, it's so basic. I don't need to worry about it. And I think it's really about getting back to basics. So I want um, to do that. But then um, I will obviously be going to the printer soon. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like things will be moving on this. So um, yeah, there'll be a list, a spot for you to sign up for email lists. And I promise I won't be sending a ton of emails all the time. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't have time to do that. You don't so you don't have time. I was just thinking that. Don't worry about getting too many emails from Jen. She doesn't have time. I don't have time. So but what I, I do love and what I'm going to say this, even though like we didn't talk about this, for those of you listening, what you could probably be, probably be sure of is if you start following Jen on uh, Instagram and also, you know, sign up um, for the abundant affirmations, like when she goes to the printers, she'll take a picture. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know, will, you will know when I go to the printers. So Because um, there was a part of me that went to be 
be like, Jen, you should blog about your journey to creating this cards. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She does that on Instagram with yeah. pictures. So yeah. if you're following her on Instagram, like this isn't going to be the end of the story for Jen. You're going to be along for the journey for her from where she is now to these cards getting created. So yes, yeah, definitely. And I will have the links for Jen's Instagram handle and for her website with the exact um, URL to get on that Perfect. list um, in the show notes that accompany this episode. Go ahead. Okay. Jen. And I also have, um, I do have an Instagram account started for um, abundant oh. affirmations. I just, I haven't posted anything over there. So you'll see in the bio, it says coming soon, but if you want to follow both, um, because I'll obviously do some like big celebration to like announce that. Um, so you can follow both of those there. So abundant affirmations is the handle for Instagram. And it, again, affirmations has the S at the end. Um, cool. Yeah. Yay, Jen. Thank you so much for getting so real with us and just the big reveal of everything that's going on in your world. I, I appreciate that. And I, I know that there are a lot of people listening who have appreciated everything you've said. Well, thanks so much for having me. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.